This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 509, recorded on October 21st, 2021. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite gadgets that find their way in your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here. Mike, fall, right? It's arrived. We're here. Now, listen, everybody complains like it goes from summer to winter and it never. Listen, we've had a good string, maybe two, three weeks Fall is on its way, right? Are you yeah. feeling it? Is yeah, it, no. Is, yeah. I, I noticed it. We did a trunk or treat last night with the kids oh, and yeah, my wife's yeah, work. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, it's cold. Like, it was the first time. It's I'm easy. a shorts as long as I can get away with the type of guy. <laughs> and it was the first time I'm like, I should have worn pants there. tonight. I definitely should have worn chilly. pants. <laughs> it's chilly. Uh, Ed Ramirez is with us. And Ed, you're, and you're in, you said North Carolina? Is yeah, Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte. And then, so w- what's the weather like? For, is it is fall on its way? Or are you guys still in that? It's, it hasn't tipped over yet. Well, Mike, I'm with you right here. Yesterday, I was at the Cigar Lounge over there at uh, Taylor Smoke. And I was outside in shorts and a t-shirt, having a you know having a cigar. It was great yeah. weather. And then as the sun went down, it's like, ooh, it's starting to get a little chilly out over here, you know? Exactly. You know? Yep. Especially uh, if it gets cloudy, like it's one cloud passes the sun. You're yeah. like, ooh, that's okay. Now I'm really cold. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take much, right? No. It doesn't it, it, exactly. I'm sitting there turning around while I'm sitting outside at the cigar lounge, smoking a cigar. I'm looking around. I'm like, I'm the only one outside. Everybody else went inside. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, it's been, uh, there's been some nice deck nights and oh, I, you can't, man. you just can't pass them up. Like no. you go out there, it's like 65 degrees and it's, it, the it's crisp. And we've now the, it, here in Nebraska, it's the time of year it's moth season. And so the, the moths are just terrible this mm. time of year. They're better than mosquitoes, but you, you, uh, you just sit on the deck and we just kind of put up with them. And, um, it's just it's just been beautiful. So it forever. Was, but we did have the transition yeah. week, which I liked because Emmett's birthday, my oldest just turned five. His birthday is October fifteenth. And it's always a, a toss up whether we can do a nice out, you know, backyard or pumpkin patch birthday. We had it in the backyard, got a bouncy house, and that Saturday this past Saturday was the most perfect day yeah. we have had in a very long time. No wind, yeah. just beautiful weather. Uh, it was it was great. So we were we were glad we got at least one moderate day in there for Yeah, We've had a couple. I mean, I've gotten out a couple nights uh during this whole time and mm-hmm. and add to your point you know yeah. burning a few candles out there uh-huh. on the deck and oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> enjoy it's just you can't pass it up no. it's, it's not gonna have to go in the shed here and turn on the heater that yeah. got re- that got recalled <laughs> I, I remember that when you're talking about that when you're like oh by the way i know ooh, i gotta figure out what i'm gonna do here. gotta figure out well anyways we'll post the show neil by the way neil sent me an email this week and he was like are you are, are, do you really have, I think it was Neil, do you really have show notes? You say this every week, but I want to look at them and they're just a few links. They kind of are. We've been, we've, I've been saying that as a joke, maybe for, I don't know, the last three or four or five years. If we do mention things, I will put, um, I will put links in the show notes. If we mention things uh, on the program, I used to do the transcripts. Nobody read them and nobody cared, just to be honest. So I changed this the, on the show notes. Now it says by request. If you ever are in a situation and you need transcripts for Home Gadget Geeks, just let me know and I can generate them in, I don't know, an hour. It doesn't take very long. They won't be perfect. If you want them perfect, 
then you're going to need to be a Patreon subscriber and then I'll fix them for you. So that's kind of the way <laughs> that's kind of the way that works. But if you do need transcripts, uh, kind of let me know. Big, still world class, though. They're still they're world always class world class. Around. The yeah. links always work. No. Uh, so, yeah. you know, still world class. It's world class. Yeah, world class <laughs> stuff for sure. Big thanks, Dan LeFebvre, who joined uh, last week from Based on a True Story podcast. Um, I also got an email. I won't say the name uh, on this, but I got an email. He said, Jim, you're an amazing interviewer, and I didn't think it was going to work to go a full hour and some change on a movie-based podcast, you know, because Dan does based on a true story podcast. Those are movies that are based on a true story. Right. And he said, uh, but you did and congratulations, but get back to tech. So it was, that was Eric. Tonight so we'll Eric, thanks. Tech. I promise. I promise you that Eric, thanks for your note, but big, big thanks to Dan who came on last week, uh, uh based on a true story podcast.com. I, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, it was, it was tons of fun. Uh, Mike, welcome back. What have you, where have you been, man? What, what been, what's been keeping you busy? Been all over the place. Yeah, we had a um, our work uh, puts on a conference for our industry, uh, and it was actually in Vegas. So I was in Vegas for a week, and I think in the pre-show, Jim was telling you, a week is a week too long in Vegas. That was <laughs> uh, Vegas is meant to be a one night, two night thing. I was there Monday, got back late Friday, um, and just all, all work throughout it, and then some fun in the evenings. And uh, it, it was a great time, great conference, met a lot of good uh, advisors out there who are who are doing really good work, and uh, we actually had George W. Bush as our keynote speaker. And so he came and I tell you, having George W, he, after his presidency, he was just candid about everything. Mm -hmm. He was very, you realize that they're human beings. He was very, you know, it's moderate right down the middle. Like he's just, he's, he didn't have to make political statements. So it was just fan, mm -hmm. his stories. I think he could be a stand up comedian. Probably. He said he had to sit down a lot, so he couldn't be a stand up <laughs> comedian. But uh, his stories, I mean, he had just, he had stories about uh, Putin's dog and his dog. I mean, and he was oh. just, he was hysterical. So uh, really enjoyed it. I think no matter where uh, all of our audience aligned politically, they all just super enjoyed his candid nature, mm. um, his, his funny remarks. And so it was him and our CEO up on stage kind of going back and forth. And it was, it was really good. So a really good conference, but very glad to be back in Nebraska, Vegas. I, that was my first time in Vegas, by the way. Really? And that was just a oh, lot. Yeah, wow. I had never been. And uh, and so whew, that was, was a lot to take in. I I agree with you. I'm not a big yeah. Vegas fan. You know, Ed, do you like Vegas? Or are you? I've you? been out there a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't been out there about ten years. Uh, but one quick story. Uh, first time I went out to Vegas. Went, went, went right out there uh, when I was in the Navy. Went with a couple friends, just the last minute thing. Had an opportunity to see uh, Red Fox. Mm, got oh, the tickets, wow. went to see him. You know, well, went, got the tickets, was going to go see him. Let me take a nap, set my alarm, slept through the alarm, missed his show. <laughs> Regret it to this day. Oh, bummer. That I missed no. to see Red Fox. Oh. It, but again, it's one of those things if you go once, you know, it's too much to take in. But if you go out a couple of times and you could focus on the shows, not so much on gambling on the shows. Oh, my God. It's a blast. That's what I've heard. I heard you yes. need to really go. You need to enjoy the shows. If you can avoid mm -hmm. a lot of other stuff, it's it's yes. good. I was talking about my, my wife was asking me, she was, okay, so like, is it a place we need to go as a vacation? Because she's also never been there. Yeah. I was like, you know, like, honestly, if it was just you and me. I like Nashville. That's like our style of like, yeah. you know, live music, but not mm -hmm. with all the other distractions and, uh, but it's still a great, a great time. But, uh, but yeah, as far as like, I was like, ah, I, I can skip it, but I got to go back next year for our conference. So I'll be back another time for sure. You'll, you'll <laughs> figure out, you figure out how to kind of work Vegas while yeah. you're there, you know, yeah. and, and there, what's weird is, uh, so I had a listener, um, that lived in Vegas and I was out there, I don't know, four or five years in a row for CES and some other stuff. And, um, and, 
uh, so you go off strip and I think we met just at a restaurant, you know, like Applebee's yeah. in Vegas. And it's just all of a sudden you go from the strip to Applebee's and it feels like the Applebee's in your hometown. And you're like, this is weird. It <laughs> like does. I'm a, or you go to the Best Buy in Vegas and it just feels like a Best Buy, you know? Yeah. And I, I went out to his house and guess what? It's just a regular house. Right. Oh. So, you know, you, it, this, this dichotomy between the strip Right. And everything else. It was yeah. night and day. I took a bunch of prospects out to Top Golf uh one of the nights. And when we got to Top Golf, it felt like we were back at the Omaha, Nebraska Top Golf. Like besides the fact that you can see the see the strip up uh in the scenery, but like there was it was just normal. So it was yeah. it was uh it was a good yeah. time. But I'm glad well, to be back. Hopefully, Mike, this didn't happen to you. Tony says my wife took me to a Vegas show not realizing it was a topless <laughs> show. <laughs> no, nor did I know it. That sounds and, like a uh, prank my wife would pull on me. If <laughs> she would know, but I wouldn't know. That That's great, Tony. I love it. Yeah, well, geez. Well, uh, welcome back. Good to have you. Uh, uh, good to have you back. While you were gone, so some important things happened to me. I haven't, uh, it's been an eventful four weeks for me, and I haven't really got a chance to talk about it on the show. I won't make it a long story, but just to kind of, because I'm pretty transparent on the show. So about three weeks ago, I had an MRI. I went to see my urologist, you know. I've struggled with an alert prostate. Gentlemen, uh, get your physicals. Like, do it regular. Like, the PSA, get your physicals, get them regular, get your blood checked, all those kinds of things, right? Colonoscopy, get yeah, that the, done. Just, yeah, that just do it. Like, mm-hmm. I know you don't want to. Like, I know you don't, but do it. <laughs> like, you need to do these things. Now, the good news is, uh, you know, I've been, uh, I caught this four or five years ago. And so these, this was a regular maintenance checkup. But my doctor uh, ordered an MRI. He was like, yeah, it's probably time we take a look again, take some pictures. So I went in on a Friday for an MRI, came back the next week with a spot on it. Now, they score those, and it's a one through five scale, and it was a four slash five, which means it's probably cancer, right? That's the, you're like, oh, okay, it's probably cancer. Now, I've been thinking about this for four or five years, so it's not like it was a gigantic shocker, right? Mm -hmm. Not like it hit me like, oh, no, I've always kind of wondered, at some point, this is probably going to happen. I just need to be ready right. for it. So uh, they they scheduled a biopsy for, I think, just two weeks ago now and uh, went in. A gentleman, that is not a comfortable procedure, uh, but it's one you got to do. It just is. You, there, you'd think in 2021 there'd be an easier way to do a prostate. Do they um, put you under for that? Or no. no. You're awake? No, you are awake. Oh wow. Yeah, you're awake. Listen, this is this isn't one I hate I hesitate I hesitate to tell this story because every guy is gonna just clinch. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> you know? fear it. You're making me not want to go, Jim. Yeah, you yeah, said yeah. go get your you. stuff That's done, true. and now I'm not wanting to go. Yeah, yeah. So okay, here's the cool tech angle to this. So they take the MRI. So we they did a full MRI, it took about 45 minutes. It's sitting in the tube, which is crazy. Again, you feel like it's 1950. You're like, there's gotta be better. We have 3D printers for God's sakes that can print food. <laughs> Couldn't can't we get MRI devices that don't feel like you're in? They've jammed you inside a bullet, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Got a deal? No, apparently not. And I think there are better MRI machines. Just the one I went through wasn't very good. So they take the pictures from the MRI, they merge them in real time with this with an ultrasound. Mm-hmm. So they got an ultrasound device so they can see on oh, they can see, yeah, so they can go right to the spot. Right. In other words, there's a spot in there. There's a lot of, I mean, there's not a lot of square footage on your prostate, but there's enough. Yeah. So they merged the two together and they go in there and do biopsies on it. And, uh, and so they took a whole bunch of samples and, uh, call me back, uh, two days later and said, 
<laughs> these were my exact, the exact words from my doctor. You're the luckiest guy in the world right now. <laughs> he goes, all, all, everything's clear. We couldn't find anything. He goes, I, I dug in as much as I could to make sure we got everything. And I thought for sure we were going to find something and we didn't. So wow. The, to the end, the end, you know, the end of the story is a good one. And, uh, and I'm certainly glad it wasn't cancer. It's like these kinds of things, gentlemen, most of us will, will pass with some form of prostate cancer. It just won't kill us. Right. And so just make sure, uh, if you're hearing the sound of my voice, just make sure. And not only for that, but for your heart and for your liver and for your, all the other things that are important, you know, I always joke about having a bacon encrusted heart. It's, it's really important that you do these things. And, uh, and certainly everyone was relieved no cancer on that. Eventually I think Mike, and I think I'm gonna have to deal with this. Like, I don't mm -hmm, mm -hmm. think, I think at some point it's gonna, it's gonna come. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, are you at the stage now where it's like, okay, I went through the mental hula hoops of, I, I thought I had it for sure. Then I didn't. So like when, if it came around again, is it like, okay, like I'll, I'm kind of more prepared to handle yeah, it. Would yeah. you rather have handled it just on the front while you're going through it? Yeah. If I'm going to have it, yeah. like if, if it's, if I'm going to have cancer, I'd rather have it when I'm young, just to okay. be honest. Like yeah, I, yeah. you don't want to be fighting this. Right. Ed, Ed, you recently yeah. lost your parents. right? Yeah. And how, how old were they? Um, my dad was 72. My mom was 78. Yeah. Uh, right. My dad had diabetes and he's been struggling with it for well over 30 years trying to manage it. I think he had type one, which he was insulin dependent, if I'm not mistaken, or it's type two. I keep getting it mixed up, but he was insulin dependent, struggled with it for years. And unfortunately, as he got older, it just got worse and worse for him to the point where he was just basically just going through a revolving door. He would you know, he would get sick, go to the hospital, treat it, go to a rehab place, rehab him for a month or two. Mm -hmm. And they say, homeless, dominus, files con Dios, may God be with you. You're all better now. Send him back home. A couple months later, get sick again. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's just a constant thing. And, it, you know, it's just one of those things his body wore, his body wore down. Now, yeah. one of the things, too, which, you, Jim, you bring up a good point, is – both of my parents, they had every, they had all their legal documentation in order, mm -hmm. you know, from a living a will, uh, if they wanted a DNR, uh, you know, had everything in order, both my mom and my dad, uh, my dad, you know, he lived in Florida. Uh, I live in North Carolina. My mom lived up here in North Carolina. Uh, so pretty much my stepmom took, you know, took care of my dad and everything and made sure everything was in order. So once my, once my parents did pass away, my dad, everything was legal bound who got what. So there was no gray area. It was like, yeah. here you go. Uh, with my mom, same thing. My okay. mom, she had a DNR and so forth. Uh, one of the things is, um, like what you were kind of talking about, Jim, if you do get, if you do go to a lawyer and get everything, you know, which I would highly recommend, pay for a lawyer, get your legal documents in order, who gets what. Uh, make sure you have a hard copy of it as well, as long as with the digital. Because like in uh, my mom's case, she had a DNR. Then... You know, uh, you need to, when you go to the hospital, you have to show that to the hospital because if they don't have it, they're going to go ahead and keep her alive, mm -hmm. you know, or, or keep, keep alive. But if you, mm -hmm. and that's happened in the past and I showed a documentation and it's like, okay, take the tube out. Here we go. Mm -hmm. You know, here's, so it's, it's, it's tough to talk about. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, and, 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 but with both of my parents, especially my mom, we had those discussions, mom, you know, 
you know, God forbid if something happens, what should we do? So it was e it was easy uh, in my mom's case because she was up here and with my dad. They said, here's what we want. You know, mm -hmm. we don't want to be in it. Basically, don't want to be any pain. We want to be comfortable. And that's just it right there. You know, now, Jim, I was going to ask you, I mean, when you were going through this, you know, this, you know, traumatic experience, you know, with cancer, how did your family take it? I mean, yeah. your wife, your kids, because yeah. I mean, how did they handle that? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, they were actually kind of more freaked out by it than I was like, I, since I've been dealing with this for four or five years, I, yeah. I and I kind of know it's coming. I just kind of knew. And and I was kind of, I, I, I joked with some folks about it. I was kind of ready and I was ready to fight it. Like I was like, okay, if we're going to do this thing, let's do it. And I'm going to do it. Cause you know, I'm crazy. Right. right. So that's what you told me. And like yeah. when you, cause I think you told me after the show one night and your spirits were like super high and I wasn't yeah. going to be the one to bring them down, but cause yeah. I was like, are you like, I was like, does he, does he know I'm serious? But you were yeah. just like in the best, but you were ready to, to yeah. tackle it. it, it that's I very was. true. It's a very apt way to describe how like your mental state, at least yeah, when you're talking I, to me about it. I just kind of decided like, okay, let's make a thing out of this. I mean, I've run five marathons and I've done yeah. a whole bunch of crazy things. And so, you know, you're like, okay, I mean, this is a thing and it's going to be hard And it it's the possibility is still out there. So like, mm -hmm. it's not, this doesn't, this doesn't end it permanently. I'm going to always have to be vigilant about making sure I'm taking care of myself and, and, yeah. and putting myself in the best possible situation for it. Right. right. But, but Mike, I, I was and, and Ed, I was kind of, I was kind of ready for it. So the family was, and my wife was freaking out pretty soundly. She had taken out a cancer policy on me about eight years ago. Not even, she just, she worked for Aflac at the time and she saw all these cancer patients coming yeah. through who had Aflac. Wow. And we're like, she's like, oh, we're doing this for the cost for 30 bucks a month or whatever yeah. it is. We are doing this. So wasn't too worried about it. I have fairly good insurance. So I wasn't too worried about it from that. I knew it was going to be hard. I mean, it would, it would most likely be radiation, most likely be local radiation or surgery, which is a lot worse. Actually, the prostate wow. surgery is more invasive than the radiation treatment to go with prostate cancer. So the 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 options aren't really good with prostate, right? I mean, it, you, you, you want to do... It, Ideally, you want to do everything you can to make sure it doesn't get cancerous yeah. until the very end, right? Right. It's a slow-moving cancer. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty, it, it doesn't, I mean, it's it's not the most aggressive form of cancer you can get. There is right. some worse. By the way, I think we're also in Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I think yes. that's happening right now, too. So mm -hmm. yeah. important to remember, I mean, for the ladies uh, as yeah. well, important to remember these things. I mean, this kind of stuff. I guess the cool part is there's so much interesting science now. My my doctor was telling me as he was, uh, and Jim Jim had said this. Let me let me get to some chat. Um, uh, Tony had said it's a Gleason score, I, he, and I think that's right. The PSA numbers. He says, um, he Jim mentioned he has a large prostate as well. Mm -hmm. um, he's been on some meds for several years. I have as well. I think Proscar is what I use. Had a biopsy of my prostate. And it came back benign. <laughs> bend over and it, listen, oh, wow. listen that is that's the worst part of this yeah. right is that it's just super uncomfortable and um and you know it is i ask my doctor all the time why and he's like well it's kind of genetics like you just were mm -hmm. you were just were given a really large prostate and i said well size matters right so he doesn't <laughs> necessarily agree with me on that one but yes all males sure. should get a psa that jim says again uh right. test regularly you should get that with your physical on an annual basis have a friend who came back non-benign he had the operation came through okay and that's sometimes they just Great. take they take the whole thing listen it's a 
that surgery is not your appendix. You don't take it out and then you're like, oh, okay, no, goodbye. Mm-hmm. No, it's a serious surgery because yeah. it a lot of nerves down in that area um, mm-hmm. as well. And so it it kind of has an effect. Again, you want to catch these things. Uh, you want to catch these things early. Thanks for the congratulations in chat. Listen, yeah. I don't want to minimize this. I don't want to, and I don't want to sensationalize it to be like, right. I was ready, bring it on. But I kind of was ready and kind of bring it on. <laughs> you know, it was one of those, mm-hmm. like, if I'm going to have to go through something like this, I had kind of planned, Mike, to to make it part of the show. You know, mm-hmm. that we would kind of, as we go through it, just to make it part of the show. So mm-hmm. good news is no. Great. And, yeah, Bad news you know. is Sarah has to go return the Mercedes Benz. She threw the AFLAC <laughs> policy at you and said, dang it. I know. Jim, she was I'm like, I thought we were going to be able to cash in this life insurance <laughs> policy. Gosh darn it. She was, she was pretty happy about that. But Ed, when you were, um, you know, I, certainly when that this happened to me, I, I've been spending some time thinking about and preparing. You know, mm-hmm. we have a book that I keep all my life insurance stuff in. I've got yes. instructions for Sarah. Because yes. It doesn't have to be a long, slow, you know, like cancer. I mean, I yeah. could I could step outside, get struck by lightning, right? Exactly. So, with your parents, anything, anything that you learned, or any anything where where you needed to to employ some technology, like it was better today than it might have even been twenty years ago. Great question. Uh, one of the things, like uh, in my mom's case, when she got all her legal documents, you know, her living will, her you know, power of attorney for her regular power of attorney, medical power of attorney, and her DNR. It was all in paper form. So I took the time to go and scan it in as PDFs and emailed it to, you know, my sister and my brother-in-law. So they have that as well. Because again, a lot of your hospitals, they got email, you know, like, hey, you know, who can I send this to? Zip, 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 you know, here, you know, here are the documents mm-hmm. so that, that we have it right there. And then, like I said, I printed out copies for for all of them as well. But by having his, the PDFs right there, like in one case where my mom fell ill, I mean, you know, I love my mom to death, but she was like a cat, man. She had nine lives, man. And she blew through those suckers, man. I kid you not. <laughs> I ain't lying. You know, you, you know, it's just, but, you know, one of the times we, you know, we were in a hospital. We're like, okay, this is it, you know. And, you know, I called my brother-in-law and said, hey, I, I need those documents. I don't have them. I'm here at the hospital with my mom. He said, no problem. Um, he went ahead and printed them out and brought them up here and, and went ahead and give them to the hospital administrator and they, they scan it in and they have it on file, but they only keep it in there for a certain period of time. It isn't forever. So it's always good to have those on hand. Mm-hmm. But like I said, and, and really the other thing is just sitting down and talking like, like in y'all's cases, sitting down talking with your spouses. Hey, if this happens, this is what I, you know, it, it sounds morbid, but it's not. You know, this is this is what I want to have done. And this is a conversation that uh, I had with both my parents, my mom and my dad. And, you know, uh, more so with my mom uh, because she lives up here with both me and my sister. So when it did come, it was the final time. We both knew. I was like, OK, you know what? What did mom? What did she really want? She yeah. wanted to be comfortable, not in pain. Yeah. And. Since I was a medical power of attorney, I had to struggle and make that decision right there, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. she had to get a she had to get a surgery that she may not pull out of it. And of course, the doctors will tell you, you don't, don't give her the surgery, don't give her the surgery. But she was in pain, yeah. so I re- went back and remember what she told us. You know, I don't want to be any pain. I said, let's do the surgery. So it's it's one of those yeah. things when that was done, and then of course afterwards. I created a, a, a website for family members yeah. uh, where I went ahead and, and, and scanned in pictures uh, and uh, had pictures scanned in. 
and then put it on a website for, for family members. And scan them on a scanner? Did you just take pictures of them? I or? sent them into a service, and okay. I can't remember off the top of my head which service it is. It's one of the more popular ones, mm-hmm. you know? And, of course, like just send them a shoebox full of pictures yeah, and they scan and these send things. Them off and, they, and I had yeah. them come back in the thumb drive, and, right. you know, and then uh, I could go to a website and download it as well. It just made my life easier to do it yeah. that way. Yeah. And just get something up there. Nothing beautiful, nothing fancy. It was just out there. WordPress. But I think you said you used WordPress. WordPress. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, it's like 120 some bucks a year. Done. Yeah. Here you go. Have a nice day. How long do you but, think you'll leave those pictures out for? Forever until I'm alive. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, because it's one yeah. of those things right there, you know, because as, as time moves on, you forget things. You yeah. know, you forget things yeah. about your parents or your loved ones and so forth. And that's the main purpose. You know, that was one of my dad's biggest fears, which was to be forgotten. Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, in those situations, but really just having that, 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 like going out and getting your, you know, uh, physicals and everything like that, getting your colonoscopies, getting all that stuff, having that discussion, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't want to talk about it, but, you know, just have it say, Hey, if something happens and I'm sitting on a table and I'm not responsive and so forth, here are my wishes, but having it legally, that way, if you have a big family, and they're saying, well, no, no, no. Jim said this. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Mike said yeah. that. You know, yeah. having yeah. it black and white cuts through everything, you know. And he's like, nope, this is what he wanted to do. I, I fully agree with that, too. And I think, you know, if you can't get an attorney or if, if you're younger, too, I think a lot of times people wait to do this until – you know, they get older and things like that. Like I would suggest, yeah. you know, if you're late twenties and older, um, legal zoom is great. I'm going to be the only yeah. attorney to tell you to go <laughs> to legal zoom and use it. Uh, cause if yeah. you know, in your, in your late twenties, thirties, your assets are pretty simple, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's not a lot there. Um, you haven't accumulated a lot. You're still young. You're still working. Um, so that living will or any will that you put through there, any trusting like that is more than sufficient and it's better than nothing. Right, yeah. you do not want your stuff going through all the probate and the courts and everything. Mm-hmm. You want it just laid out in your will. Um, so I, I'm here telling you, no matter what age you are, just go into LegalZoom, pay the seventy-five, sixty dollars, whatever it is. Yeah. Or if you don't even want to do that, you can Google a will. You can write a will on a napkin and sign it, and that is legally binding. So yeah. like, just do whatever. Anything's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, go out, grab one, put it down, because you never know what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Like, especially if you have kids involved, you have a spouse involved. Definitely. That's when you really need to do it. I, I went and did that on legal zoom. I'm a, I'm an attorney. I didn't even draft my own. I was like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's worth it. Legal zooms are great. I know they're up to date. They're current that you pick yeah. the state that you're in. So, um, I did that. I put it, I, I told my wife where it's at. I said, it's here. If you ever need, if I'm on a work trip, whatever, if I'm in a car wreck, uh, yeah. it's right there. So everything's yours. I made it pretty simple. Um, so yeah, just whatever age you're at. I think that's, yeah. a, and I think that's fantastic advice. And I think a lot of yeah. people, my parents Thank just you. went through that as well of yeah. not having proper documentation and yeah. man, you just don't realize how much of a pain that is, especially and, if you have a lot of siblings and it's your parents and then all the siblings don't agree yeah. on how things should be done. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Very much yeah. I was pretty much fortunate enough in my family, it's just me and my sister, and it was like, okay, here's what it is. 50-50, bing, bang, boom, done. So yeah. there, there was no fighting involved with that as well. One of the other things, uh, Jim, you were talking about technology-wise, LastPass. I'm a LastPass subscriber yeah. since yeah. 2009. Yeah. And I got the family plan for my sister and brother-in-law. And uh, as smart as they are, it took them years to kind of get circle around to say, let me start using LastPass. So I got them on board with that. So I made my brother-in-law 
you know, to say, hey, if something happens to me, you know, I walk, go, go to work and I step outside and get struck by lightning, you know, in two days, he'll have access to all my passwords yeah. to get at. Because yeah. you hear yeah. about those stories. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you know, I got a, you know, you know, uh, a relative passed away. They have a Facebook account. We try to get a hold of Facebook to take it down. They can't. It's up there forever. You know what I mean? So th that's definitely another thing, you know. But, uh, you know, getting back with you, Jim, I mean, with with what you went through and so forth, that probably brought a pretty uh, different perspective on life there, you know. Uh, yeah, not, you know, Ed, you would think it would, but I think yeah. I've been through this already. Like it, it was, you know, when I when it when it first started happening, I kind of thought through this. My my dad too passed away about eight years ago. My mom, she's really close. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I've been preparing for this. This was you know when when this kind of thing happened, I told Mike. I might have told you. I had a bunch of conversations with Ed about it too, Ed Sullivan, and I and I said I kind of been preparing for this moment for a while. Like yeah. affairs are in order. I kind of know it's a possibility. Mm -hmm. I wasn't shocked, right? It yeah. wasn't a shocking thing. And I, and I, so it just, so it was, it was one of those kinds of things where I just kind of said, yeah, uh, I think, um, I think I'm kind of ready. It, listen, that made me feel good that it wasn't, a, I didn't catch <laughs> yeah. it. I don't like being caught by surprise. That's one of the, the least, no. my least favorite things. Um, I got, okay, hold on. I got to shift for a second. Um, uh, we'll come back to this, but there's a super funny conversation uh, and it's more of a, it's more of a one-sided conversation going on in, on Twitch right now. And I just, I got to play it because Mike, it's about you. So hold on. Let me see if I can get to this. <laughs> oh Lord. So here we go. Why, why is the dude in the right? That's you, Mike, in a map room. Right. And then he says, All right. he says, is he a big geography fan? And I said, no, I think so for sure. This is all happening behind the scenes. He I says, love it. Uh, or, or does he get lost a lot? Right? <laughs> and then he said, he's, he's pretty handsome. He could probably just get robbed. <laughs> I appreciate that. He I suggests immediately that. getting a room with a map. Okay. Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny. And then um, let's see. Hold on. Well, DJ King, I'll, I'll let you know on the secret. It's even more nerdy than that. So this map, uh, you can't see it, but there's a bunch of flag pins. And anytime I contact that area with my ham radio, I put a pin in it. So oh. it's a map that my wife got me. It's actually, it, it's, I th it, it looks really small here. Yeah. Um, but, and my kids love like, I'll be like, Hey, we got uh, South Africa or whatever. And they'll come help me put the flag pin of that wow. country or state up there. So that's the uh, explanation. Uh, so he says, he says, instance. <laughs> so apparently you're pretty handsome. I, well, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Thank you. Uh, oh, wait a minute. He says, ne okay, never mind. <laughs> he drinks coarse light. I'm safe from him for taking my life. <laughs> what everyone in life is against me for this life. I, I am. Stuff, you know? uh, uh, and then he says, okay, uh, he's nerdy. I'm good. So okay. I, uh, I, I get some nerdiness credit with the hammer. I, I just thought it was hilarious that the, that the, uh, the Coors light, um, comment came in there and I've given you such a hard time <laughs> about drinking that. That's all behind the scenes on Twitch. If you, if you do want to watch us on Twitch, it's a completely different audience over there, but it was just a funny when it first <laughs> the chats that, are always different on Twitch than YouTube. That's when, sure. when DG King came in, I was thinking, Oh boy, where are we going with this? And so <laughs> I appreciated the fact that it stayed funny. Like it was yeah. super, it, and I was, you know, I was commenting uh, about, you know, about that as well. But uh, DG yeah. King, thanks for, listening to us on Twitch and, and thanks Please, for coming. Yeah. Ed, anything when, um, well, you had mentioned, so, okay, so both your parents passed away last yeah. year 
And you've kind of gone in, you in Mike mentioned this earlier in a show, I don't know, four, five, six weeks ago uh-huh. about starting to kind of pare down technology, right? Exactly. And I know we're a gadget show, and I know that seems a little odd, but I think it's appropriate. Did we get right? any hate so, mail for that, Jim? Because we we're no. talking about like spinning down VMs, <laughs> I know. Going, taking down yeah. self hosted stuff, like getting away from yeah. Nextcloud. We, we didn't get much hate, though. No, no. I was surprised. No. I thought our community no. would kind of be like, oh, geez, guys. I kind of yeah. wonder in a crazy, in the, as crazy as the world right is right now, as crazy as the supply chain is, as crazy yeah. as trying to get stuff, you know, don't don't try to buy a GPU, right? Those kind yeah, of things are like $4,000. I, yeah, I still right? haven't gotten one. No, I'm, I'm still just using my old one. I've been no, trying to get a 30, 30 series and I can't. Ed, have you, have you made any decisions to pare back some, some technology things? I started recently. Uh, I know one of the podcasts where Mike was talking about paring down with his, uh, with his technology. I started thinking about that as well, because with me, I kind of just, there's a problem. Let me throw a lot of technology at it. Let's see what happens right there. Well, that's yeah. great for a while, you know, but <laughs> then it's a site you start thinking, it's like, wow, do I really need this technology? Do I really need that technology? Uh, you know, so I started pairing back. Like I had to use uh, lights and uh, installed throughout the house. It's great to say, okay, gee, you know, turn on the living room lights. Wow, that's great. You know, but after a year and you're like, hey, gee, turn on the lights downstairs and nothing happens. Okay, G, turn on the lights. Nothing happens. Fine, I'll just flip the switch, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. Okay, G, you just don't like me today, you know. Right. Uh, you know, G referring to Google, of course. Uh, I live in a Google house. Uh, no, no Amazon equipment here. Sorry about that. People out there like Amazon. I am a prime. Uh, There's, no right here. There's no holy war. There's no holy war there. Okay. okay. There's no holy war. Great. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. now I don't get any uh, hate mail or anything like that. But, uh, you know, so, I, you know, I started taking a hard look like Mike, let, like what you did, you know, just start yeah. taking a hard look. Do I really need this? And come to find out, I don't. So I really, you know, I paired back, you know, I even got away from the, the smart thermostat. Hey, it's a great thing. I went back and installed a regular thermostat, which is. Really? You took the, you know, took the smart one down and put I, it. I had Ecobee. I had it up for many years, took it down and just. Oh, put wow. A standard, okay. Wow. Yeah. Just put a standard one up there. You know, it's just, you know, it's like, let me, let me get back to simpler life. You know, uh, you know, I may change as time goes on, but it's like, Hey, even took the, uh, you know, I had the, uh, the Google, uh, was it the Nest doorbell, you know, took that out and everything there, you know? So I just kind of pared back and say, okay, what's important for me? But okay. lately, um, I've been looking at, as far as technology goes, I've been looking at that new Pixel 6. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, you know, because I, I heard so, that was tough to order on the first day. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty tough. I'm kind of yeah. waiting to see the reviews that come out as far as the hardware grows and so forth, uh, you know, on that one. So I've got my eyes on that one. Uh, but again, I haven't made a firm decision yet. Uh, as far as other technology goes, uh, you can't see it, but to the right of me, I ended up upgrading my router. I was starting to get some networking issues. So, you know, I just oh, went the best. With? I, I ended up going with the a, uh, Asus uh, ROG R-O, uh, 11,000. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I went in Those there. Those ROG out, ones are good. Oh, my God. I went in there, went to Best Buy, took out my credit card, and said, I want that. Thank you very much. (laughs) Those are, you know, if people are looking to upgrade routers, you know, and if they don't want to go all the way to, like, PF Sense and thing yeah. open sense things like that. Yeah. Those those routers, those uh, ROG routers are kind of where I direct people to go because I think oh, yeah. I think they're of, of the things you can walk into a store and get. They are top of the line. And I got the last one that was sitting on a shelf over there, and even the yeah. guy that was checking me out uh, was like, "Yeah, you got the big boy router." I said, "Yeah, you know, when you spend four hundred fifty dollars, yep, you're gonna get that." 
And then uh, when I is that how much that one was? Four fifty. Four hundred fifty dollars. So it was like that's what I'm thinking. Take you know, take out the credit card, throw it on the counter, and here you go. Just swung it to buy. But I've been happy with ASUS because I like their I like their technology. I like how they constantly update the routers, no matter how old they are. They constantly keep updating them and so forth. And like I said, you don't have to have a degree in uh, you know in networking to sit down and go ahead and access them and send them up you know that that's the big piece right there because even because when you said the price it kind of surprised me because i was actually just looking at um the netgate you know pf senses branded routers Mm -hmm. right that they Mm -hmm. use and one of them was four hundred dollars i was like dang that's that's really expensive um and so when i heard 450 but then again pf sense you you can't i mean you're gonna have to watch a couple youtube videos to figure out how to set up a pf (laughs) sense router it's not exactly uh intuitive so it makes sense that you get the power of something like a pf sense router but with the convenience of you know a really easy setup process that makes sense okay Oh yeah, you know, it, you know, and setting it up was just great right there. Uh, probably the next thing on my list is probably a upgrade one of my Synology boxes. I'm a mm. big fan of Synology. Love them. They make great stuff. Oh my god! And just setting it up for doing uh, offsite backups. Like I've got one at my sister and brother-in-law's place, which is about five minutes from me, and I got one at my place, and I set it up to we back up each other's data, you know, just through the internet. And I'm like mm. wonderful with that stuff right there. But uh, yeah, for me, just paring down and just loving it. Uh, was it the SG twenty one hundred is more affordable? That's yeah. The, yeah, that's one of the PF Sense ones. I think it's one of the NetGate ones. Yeah, because he was. I think he was probably talking. That I picked the four hundred dollar version. Yeah. Uh, the only thing about some of those the more affordable NetGate ones is when you add on the firewall, the throughput doesn't get you all the way up to gigabit. And mm-hmm. I've got gigabit internet, so I don't want I don't want my router being my bottleneck. Right, mm-hmm. I need that to be full speed. Oh, you know, I, I think I have an update on that. So, you know, Cox. Well, your video has been amazing, Jim. I didn't want to jinx it by saying anything, but no, I was. I think you found a resolution because you've yeah, been. It looks well, crispy tonight. You know, we uh, went th- we went through the whole scenario, and I got a new uh, got a new modem, uh, the new Gigabit or uh, Gigablast. There we go, mm-hmm. panoramic, you know, thing, which now <laughs> means I'm serving up. The, I'm now serving the neighborhood with a yep. with a Cox exactly Wi-Fi signal, right? Yeah, which I hate. Um, you know, they came out, replaced all the wire from the pole to the house and they came in the house and checked all the wire inside the house. And then an engineer came out, uh, on a Saturday and, and checked the network in the neighborhood. And he was telling me, oh yeah, the switch is, is we got this major switch down the street and we got this thing and it's like fingers on a tree. And I was like, this really way more information that <laughs> is it fixed? Yeah. He's like, yeah, well, I shocked it. And I was like, well, you did what? That's, He's like, that sounds not fixed. Hey, yeah. He goes, I shocked it. And I think yeah. we're going to, I think we're going to get some better use out of it. And, and honestly, since he did that work, it's been, it's been working. I've been getting 905 down and 35 up, which is great. And a bill for $250 from Cox hey. for, for installation charges. Right. <laughs> and I was really? like, yeah, yeah. So hey. hold on. There's, there's, a, there's a, there's more to the story. So I, I got online chat with them the other night and said, Hey, I got this, you know, I got this bill. Let's just talk about it. So we kind of go back and forth. And in the middle of it, I said, you know, T-Mobile's looking pretty good about now. Right. Cause they're like 50 bucks. Yeah. yeah. And then they were like, let me see what I can do for you. Yeah. So they ended up waving the, the $250 and, and got the bill back to the normal amount. And, uh, and I have not had the same, I have not had the same internet problems. So the, the real question is, Mike, I don't need gigabit. Like, to in, in, in light of what we're talking about here, paring yeah. down, yeah. 
I was paying about a hundred bucks for the 150, 10, right? 150 down, 10 up. I was paying about a hundred bucks for that. I'm mm-hmm. now paying 120 bucks for Gigablast. <laughs> like now it's, Ooh, ouch. it's for the year, okay. right? But, and that's their promotional price? That's their promotional price. Because I'm paying 89 yeah. oh, for, Giga, for Gigablast. Well, then I wow. didn't get the real promotional price. So <laughs> I should probably call. And I, I switched should. to that mid-promotional price from my last promotional price. But oh, I thought see, they never knew. I just went go. online. Yeah. And yeah, they brought me yeah. down to $89. Well, okay. So, well, and I am contemplating going T-Mobile. I mean, I'm serious about it. Yeah. I, get, I have great T-Mobile coverage here. Yeah. Because we were streaming. I mean, I had the phone on the desk streaming from my phone. I thought, what if I actually had a dedicated, you know, dedicated device right. doing this? And it's 50 bucks. Do you port so, forward at all? Do you uh, port forward for I'm any not, internal no. services? No. no. Okay. Because no. sometimes with those cellular networks, they have that carrier grade NAT and you can't port forward very easily with those. So that would be my only concern. But if, if you don't do that, I mean... Well, so so what they end up doing? So they waive the two fifty, but you're still at one twenty for gigablast. One twenty for gig for gigablast. Yeah, one twenty okay. for the gigablast, and 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 really, like you said, I think you already said it. I might have missed it, but you're paying for that gigablast for the the upload speed because I hate how Cox yeah, does it. We still with a gigablast plan only yeah. with gigabit. And we keep gigablast is their marketing term. If you guys right. don't have Cox, that's what they call it. Um, then you you only get thirty five up with that, mm, and right. if you go down, it jumps down to like. 25 and then 15 it gets real at the upload and well, for 10 was podcast and you're uploading videos I, I mean that adds yeah. on a lot of time it it has right? made a big difference like i'm seeing it now so like on the weekends when i'm producing home gadget geeks and i go to upload stuff it's just there yeah. like you're like oh yeah. oh okay yeah you're not looking at the meter slowly creeping up you know it's like nope yeah yeah um let's see i uh Andrew had asked, what's the T-Mobile cap? And and I, I gotta look a little more into <laughs> it. Oh, actually, now that I just said something, I just I am now seeing right above me here. You guys can't see it, but on my screen right above me there, it's showing the low bandwidth uh thing like I got before. Is my video did my video get no, worse? Did my audio? Good. Okay. No. All right. Well, so no. <laughs> just no. ironic that it showed up as we were. I haven't seen it in two weeks and it showed up when uh, we were doing it. So I don't know. I don't know, guys. I mean, it, one of I had I, one of the temptations. I still have the modem. Like I still have my yeah. my original modem. Now that they've, it was their line that was the problem, not my mm. modem. Mm. So I'm kind of tempted to drive the the thing back, and and say just take this, like take it. Or Mike, maybe to your point, try to work try to work the price down. Yeah, a little bit more. Like, hey, you know, T-Mobile almost fifty bucks, and I have mm-hmm. pretty good T-Mobile service here. Or so, and why I know is you just my fixed my eighty nine, right? He's right <laughs> in the same street. Exactly. That's what you should say. Oh, oh that's yeah. Yeah. then I got the promotional yeah. rate. Like, why yeah. is my buddy playing for the same service, paying eighty nine dollars? Like, do you guys have a better rate right now? Because that's what he's on. Yeah. yeah. Hey, my, well, uh, well, well, not even that, does he have a better rate. I want to get the same rate he has. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I want the yeah. eighty nine dollars. Right. Yeah, I was just. I know you guys I just have done keep a going bunch of my work. data cap, so I end up paying a little more than that because I, I stopped yeah. paying for unlimited and I keep going over my data cap. I think the, Brian actually mentioned it in chat. He said when he was working from home, his Cox data cap was nearly reached several times, uh, and I have been going over mine. So mm-hmm. usually by about uh, only by about fifty to a hundred uh, gigs a month, but uh, so but, which is still yeah. saving money. That overage charge is still forty dollars less. Than paying fifty dollars a month consistently right. for unlimited. Right. They do now offer you a one time. So they, they you've blown through it a bunch of times. Yeah, so a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> for us mortals, 
they have a, a one-time forgiveness. So if you go over one time in a year, they'll they'll waive that that overage charge and uh, and make it pretty standard. But man, I'm I'm calling them tonight. I I'm doing a um, I have a webcast I have to do at midnight tonight for work. Ouch. So yeah, it's yeah. it's gonna be late night. But as soon as we're done with this thing, I'm calling. I'm gonna jump on chat and be like, hey. My buddy just told me, and yeah, yeah we'll see. We'll see I'll send you my goes. bill. We'll see. <laughs> so you we'll can see have it as goes. reference. <laughs> um, I would. Uh, I would like to try the T-Mobile service. I'm not lying. After after doing Hotspot off my phone here, yeah. uh, you know, it's, and then get a PF Sense router and have two WANs <laughs> with failover. <laughs> And oh gosh, see that's that, that's like now you're getting me thinking like do I add T-Mobile to my house as a failover service on a PF Sense router? That that yeah. sounds fun. Yeah, Tony does say he's on T-Mobile Cell and they spam me all the time for their internet service. Yeah, yeah that's the only reason I know about it is because they've been. I'm I'm also on T-Mobile and they they have been. I've been thinking about it, so that may be something uh, that may be a route I go down. I just don't know if I need all this speed. I know that sounds like. Of course you need the speed, right? I mean, everybody wants. Like, I rarely even need the speed, to be honest. But I do like it when I'm downloading games because it flies through those. Like, I'll be on headset talking to my guys who are getting a big update, and they'll take an extra hour. And I'm like, I flew through it like 10 minutes. It was was pretty easy. Well, Jim, you may need it when your kids come home, you know? Then it would be easier. I don't let them come home. You don't let them come home? <laughs> just if don't you come in. Leave your devices outside. Don't, yeah, don't, don't bother coming home. Be like, hey, no. Dad, I'm, I'm, I'm back, Dad. But oh, you know what? My laptop ain't working right. Now. I know. Yeah. Take a look right. at that. Uh, listen, yeah. I taught my kids how to fix their own computers. That's I didn't do a lot of things right as a parent, yeah. but one yeah. of the things I did do right was teach them. Um, Tim, my my fourth son, my Marine son, yeah. ordered a, um, a Roswell case. That came, it, it, it looked like it had gone through Iraq before it got here. It was beat up and oh, smashed. Wow. So I was like, well, I guess you're going to need to file something with Newegg and they'll send you a new one. He, yeah. and so he thinks about it for a second and he's like, I think I can fix it. <laughs> and I was like, Tim, no, like get it. And he's like, no, I think I can fix this. So he gets some tools, comes down here, gets some tools, and he starts with pliers and stuff, starts pulling stuff out, and you're hearing taffing, ding, 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 ding. You know. He fixed it. Nice. I mean, it was, he's, he's, we'll see. He still has to put his motherboard in it, some other yeah. stuff. But yeah. he was like, I was like, man, that's, that's way more patience than I would have had. I would have, that's the truth. I'd have been super mad. Yeah. Talking about internet service providers, I just got an email the other day. Google Fiber's coming to my town. So oh, good. Like, oh, you going to take it? Uh, well, they're, they're, they're in the planning stages because right. uh, even though I said I, I live in uh, Charlotte, I live in the county of uh, Cabarrus County, which is Concord. And Google Fiber just signed an agreement with Concord, North Carolina, that says, yes, we're going to go ahead and, and, and install it in this area. So we're one of the places that's going to get it. So we're still in the planning stages. So on that's it. good so, to hear. I was super curious how that whole project was going. Right. Cause yeah. like I didn't, we heard all about the buzz at the beginning. Yeah. I haven't heard much. So I didn't know Nothing. if it was one of those, you know, you never know with Google. It's like, okay, yeah. are they going to keep going? They're just exactly. going to completely turn it off. So that's so, really cool. They're expanding cities still. Hey, I'll be the first one to sign up. Yeah. I'll, oh, me too. yeah. I'll be like, sign me up, hook, hook a brother up. And I want that yeah. speed. Y'all have the gigabit speed. I'm still running a uh, hundred down and 10 up right now. So, you know, cause I'm dealing with spectrum. So, but, yeah. but Ed, yeah, it's that like, that's really all you need. A hundred down and ten up for most people is fast enough. 
Like, I, I like to I like to play on my Xbox. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. See, <laughs> oh, that's, that's true. That, that's yeah. where you notice it 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you have to download a game or... Yeah. yeah. No, oh, you're right. Multiple people in the house, right. like especially yes. with the advent of... I don't... Most of... Uh, most people I know, they don't longer just do a phone call. It's always a FaceTime. Yeah. And think about, I mean, that's just bandwidth. Yeah. So if you have two or three people in the house, 10 up, seven up, that's not going to be enough for a couple of people doing FaceTime or yeah. all of a sudden one phone starts backing up to the cloud at the same time. Yeah. You yep. need more than 10 up for sure. I have a buddy who lives kind of out on the outskirts of Omaha and he has the no internet provider. So he had to do some satellite. He went to go fire up Netflix and it can't even pull in a 4K stream. They yeah. just won. And that's, he's like, I turned off everything in the house. He goes, what do I do? I'm like, there's not much you can do. No. I mean, honestly, it's, it's Listen tough. Up. It's a 4K yeah. stream. First world problems. I mean, come on. <laughs> you 1080p is not. a 1080p <laughs> stream yeah. on a 4K TV? It looks like, you know, garbage. Can't get friends in 4K anymore. Yeah. Oh. I want to see the freckles, Jim. I want to see, <laughs> I want to see each four on his nose. That's exactly. what I want. Exactly. The sweat on a brow, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Saving Private Ryan in 4K. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, not good. Not good. Well, it's um, you know, to kind of to kind of round this 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 topic out, Mike. We're going to talk a little crypto here in a second, but to kind of round this out, I too have been thinking, you know, simplifying <laughs> some things in some ways. Like, how do I just get a little bit less? I think that's part of. I think it's there's no. I don't think it's a coincidence that the two of you are having that same thought. I think a lot of people are because the rest of the world has gotten crazy. Yeah. You know, and so you're just like, oh, my God, I need to simplify a few things because I need the, since the rest of my life is not very stable. You right. know what's going on around me? I need to create some stability in my own kind of in my own space. And I bet if we pulled the audience, I bet there's a lot of folks that listen to this show that have had that thought in the last year. They didn't know why they did, right. but they were kind of like, you know, I need to simplify things a little bit. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. a little less of this, a little less of that, maybe a few less payments. Maybe I don't have every uh, a la carte video service, streaming service that's available. Right. right? right. I mean, I just, I just kind of think that's a reality for folks. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, um, Ed, I know you haven't gotten any crypto, but we want you to stay around for the sure, conversation. Sure. Can you yeah. hang out with us for a little oh, bit? I'd be so, more happy to. Awesome. So chime in from, from the outsider's uh, point of view on this crypto. But Mike, well, okay, we we can't get past the fact that crypto's on fire again. Like yesterday, you, just boomed. I, sixty-five, right? Sixty-five thousand for for Bitcoin, and I think I dropped uh, way back down today on Bitcoin, but Ethereum's still up there, like four something yeah. like 30, uh, 30, it's at 4, 111 now. It got up to four four thousand three fifty in the yeah. middle of the night last night. Like stup- yeah. super super crazy prices again. And just so you guys for reference, we were at nineteen hundred in June. So you wow. more than doubled yeah. uh, since June. Yeah, and on and Ethereum. Sorry, I always on Ethereum, and then yeah. on Bitcoin. You're probably what? in the forties, uh, yep. forty thousand, yep. thirty-five thousand. Yep. Yep. Now you're up to sixty-two thousand a coin. Yeah. Um, it's, every it's time this happens, a new listen. Be careful. Every time this happens, a new series of of sharks come out in the water. They're looking. You know, they're looking. So. Just, just, just be careful with this. But Mike, you found kind of a cool new service you want to talk about. Go ahead and what'd you find? Yeah, I did, and and it's new to me. I'll say that. Uh, so I've been following these for a while, but I've been very hesitant to jump in. Um, what they are are essentially crypto trading bots, right? And so they are bots where you tell them what you want them to do, and they go and do it for you. That's like the easiest way I can describe what a bot is. 
Um, what I don't want people to think of a bot as is, hey, there's this bot that just makes you money. You just turn it on and it just does all these cool trades and it's good. Um, a bot does what you tell it to do. It's like a computer, right? You have to tell it to do something. Um, and so for me, right, like my day-to-day job is when is in the wealth management space, right? So people who come and invest the money and and what is how does that money get handled and what investments do they make and portfolios and mappings and strategies and everything like that. And so I've kind of, you know, but that wasn't my background. My background is is legal and mergers and acquisitions. So I've been, you know, learning more and more about that just so I'm more well-rounded um, in my industry. And so what really caught my eye was finding a bot that was cloud-based that you could essentially plug in whatever kind of strategy you want. And when you think of a strategy, these are very similar to what you would use on stocks and everything like that. So, and I'll actually pull this up in a second, but yeah, Jim's got it up here. So the one I'm going to talk about tonight, there's kind of two main players in this space. There's three commas. So three commas, uh, C-O-M-M-A-S. I think there's an S at the end. It might just be three comma. And then there's Crypto Hopper. I kind of did some playing around with both. I, I landed on Crypto Hopper. And so what Crypto Hopper is, it is a platform that you can utilize to essentially build your crypto trading bots. And what I love about it is number one, the pricing is pretty affordable. Number two, it you don't actually have any crypto with Crypto Hopper. What Crypto Hopper does is it says, hey, give me your Binance or, or whatever exchange you use. It has a bunch of exchanges that it can talk with. It says, hey, plug in the API. And then all it's doing is it's doing the logic for you. And then it sends it to the API to, for me, I'm using Binance for this one. And it sends it to Binance and it just does all the trades in Binance, mm. right? So that it's not an actual exchange itself. It's kind of like this software layer that sits on top, which I really like. So let me just share my screen here with you and, and kind of show you around. The other thing that I love while I'm pulling this up is that there is a big community around this and there's a marketplace for strategies and signals and templates. So when you get started, um, it's kind of a blank canvas and you need to tell this bot what to do. And Crypto Hopper itself, I think, has like three very basic strategies. One's based off Bollinger Bands. Um, if you ever done anything with finance, you kind of know what a Bollinger Band is. So you can do a Bollinger Band strategy um, and some of those things. But if you really want to dive into this, there are all sorts of strategies built by really smart people who are actually in, in this space and do it day to day. And so you can essentially just like copy the big guys. And there's some people charge money for those. Some people don't. Um, so I found this gentleman that I have really liked. I actually um, have followed a lot of his strategies outside of Crypto Hopper. Um, and so I, that's what I utilize. And actually, this is kind of a cool example. You guys just saw an open order appear as we were talking right there. So mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. Um, the system now, I have Ethereum as a hold and it's up 1.19%. And right now it says, okay, that's good. And the strategy is telling it to sell it. So it's going to sell it off right now. So all of that is automatic. So this strategy right now, what it's doing is it's buying and selling crypto for me based off what I told it. So what did I tell it to do? So what I really wanted to do with this strategy uh, is called profit scalping. So in this market that we're in right now, where there's a lot of volatility, there's a lot of opportunities to buy low, sell high in very small increments, right? If you buy, then it goes up just a percent, then sell it, okay? And then you just keep doing that over and over and over with a bunch of different coins. And so... When you talk about the marketplace, this is really cool here. There is a whole marketplace of whatever, if you're looking for templates, if you're looking for strategies, um, signals. And so I found it, this actually, this is Dex is the, the, the guy that I really like. He has a bunch of different strategies that he does. And I uh, subscribe to his profit scalping um, strategy. And 
when you set this all up again, so I plugged in my exchange. So this is talking to Binance and then you plug in your strategies. And then what it does essentially is it's constantly monitoring and it's kind of cool. You can see over here on the right side, the last time it did anything. So depending on the level that you pay them. So I'm on the basic plan, which is $19 a month for Crypto Hopper. So 19 bucks a month, uh, it can do something every 10 minutes, right? So it's going to execute trades every 10 minutes. The more you pay, the more often it can cut that time down from five minutes to two minutes. But for me, I found that 10 minutes works uh, just fine. So what it's doing here is you can see that that order is still there. And sometimes it takes a few minutes. I actually got my wrist went off. I think, yeah, my Binance notification already came in that that's, that cell has been executed. So that's going to update here in a second. But these are all the open positions. And so what you do is you actually choose a base currency that you want it to always go back to. And there's a few different trains of thought here, right? You could do a lot of people do stable coins. So when you think of a stable coin, think of like the USDT, uh, Tether, right? Those coins that mirror the US dollar. So those are always mm. usually right around one US dollar. And a lot of people like that just because it's very simple. The math works out. However, if you really believe in the upward trend of Bitcoin, you kind of want to follow Bitcoin. And so that way, as these buy and sell, it's always going back into Bitcoin. So you're building up your Bitcoin balance. What I also like about that is that these percentages, so right now, these are my open positions. So these are all open. They have not been sold yet. They've been purchased. So right now I have one in the, I have two in the negative, but three are, are in the money right now is what we'll call it. So this one that's up, let's say, uh, so Bitcoin Cash is one of the holdings. It's up 0.66%. That is relative to what I bought it with, with Bitcoin, right? So the, the hard part is Bitcoin fluctuates as well. So if BCH stays the same, but Bitcoin starts to fall, that becomes more profitable, right? Because I can sell it for more Bitcoin. So I kind of like that you can have this all relate back because what I don't want to happen is as Bitcoin starts to take a rise, I don't want all these in relation to the US dollar. I want to make sure that I'm not, essentially what I want to make sure is that if I had just left it in Bitcoin, um, I, I don't want that to be more profitable than what I'm doing. So I always want to make sure that the trading I'm doing is more profitable than if I had just sat and held Bitcoin because that's what I was doing. I was holding Bitcoin, I was holding Ethereum. And that's fine, but you're, you're just riding the, the, the wave of one. So right now it's saying, hey, I'm going to try and be more profitable than you just sitting there holding one. And so it's just a, a really cool platform. That was a really long convoluted way. And it's kind of, I'll just go through the other stuff. You can see your last five cells. Uh, so for me, I have not, it hasn't given me a negative sell yet. Now I have it set to that on purpose. And sometimes it's been, had to hold it for more than a day. I've been using this for two days. All my positions have ended up selling. Some of them held for more than a day before they finally became profitable. Uh, this zero is actually, I put in Ethereum and converted it to Bitcoin um, so I could get more, more uh, funds in there. And then you've got, this is kind of cool too, you get your output. So this is coming from your signals and your strategy that you have inputted. So it's saying what it was going to do. So actually it said, hey, I actually was going to buy Ethereum. I got a signal that Ethereum would be a good buy, mm -hmm. but you've reached your max open positions because I told it I only want one open position per coin. And I already have up here. Um, oh, I just sold it. I already had an Ethereum open position when that tried to buy. Uh, so it's kind of cool. It gives you all the level of detail you want. You can get more or less um, ingrained with it. If all of a sudden um, it, we enter a bear market, this strategy actually turns off buying. It says, hey, I detect a bear market. I don't want to be buying right now because everything's going to be going down. So it turns off buying. And then whenever it detects that we're back up in an uptrend, it turns buying back on. Um, so all of those things though are customizable to what you want to do. So for me, this was really a perfect, um, I'm kind of ADHD. I like to see a lot of volume. So this mm -hmm. profit scalping shows a lot of trades throughout the day. 
uh, and it also has the protection of upside and, and, and downside. There's a really, really fun, interesting way to think about crypto in a way that I hadn't before. This treats it almost like the stock market, which is kind of fun to me. It, it applies a little bit of logic, uh, strategy. And what I love about it is it takes out the emotion for me and it also automates everything that I would want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, like I put, I, I started out with just a few hundred dollars and I ended up putting over actually a, a pretty big chunk of my crypto into here. And the trades that it's doing, first of all, I would never have the guts to put that much money into a single trade. And I would never have the data backing to do it. I'm not going to make all those calculations, but this is doing it for me. It's saying, hey, the trend right now is this is a good time to buy. It's going to sell when the, when the moment, when the math makes sense for it to sell, not when I'm feeling, oh, I could go a little bit more. I get a little higher. I could get a little higher, right? Because that's what mm-hmm. gets me in trouble. Sometimes you can hold on a little bit longer or you sell too short. You, you kind of freak out on the tiniest little uh, downside when you could have made a little more. So it takes out all the emotion, uh, which, which I really enjoy. So the, the it, more you, really convoluted explanation. No, it's of, uh, super. Of it's these. super cool. Like if you're yeah. a, if you're a numbers nerd. Yeah, I'm uh, a big numbers nerd. You're, yeah. you're you're liking this. Does if you pay do the do if you pay more does it execute faster? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, there's three plans. There's nineteen dollars, forty nine dollars, and then ninety nine dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can mm-hmm. get all the way down to two minute execution, which is actually really fast. And you would actually need signals and strategies that are coming in that fast. And I think the signals that, so I, I get some of my signals from the same guy who I get the strategy from and his signals do come in pretty fast. I think I probably could go all the way up and depending on the amount of money that you have in here, you know, $99 could be nothing for guys who have tens of thousands of dollars in crypto that they're trading every day. Right. Right. That could be, Oh, Hey, I'll make that in one trade. So it really just depends. Uh, I think I might end up finding myself in the middle ground there as I get more into this, because I think 10 minutes going all the way down to five, which is the middle ground, would actually help quite a bit. I have noticed there's a few times where the strategy has told it to sell, um, but the, the signal came in four minutes ago. And in crypto, four minutes is an eternity. And then I, I so I didn't make as much, right? And for me, for this, it's, yeah, okay. So if um, on that screen you saw that, so I've only been up for two days. And actually, I only put in the majority of this of the funds this morning, uh, you know, up up two percent, right? So it's been buying and selling, buying and selling, buying. And selling, so up two percent, you know. If now we're in a crazy day, right? The last mm-hmm. two days have been wild, but today has been a bear day um, for a lot of coins. You know, Bitcoin has gone consistently down today. A lot of coins are down, um, but you know, two percent. Even if you were doing a half a percent to a percent and a half every day that can lead to some pretty good returns when you think about it. And so just setting this, letting it go. So it's going to be an experiment for me. So I'll give you guys updates. I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to let this run for about a, about a month. I won't switch the strategy for a month. I'm going to keep it there. I'm just going to do these testing. Uh, but the other cool thing, just real quick on that, is you can actually do back testing. So you can take your strategy that you put in and say, hey, if I had used this strategy for the last 30 days, how would I have fared? which is a really cool way to see if you mess something up. And the mm-hmm. first time I was t- setting this up, I had messed something up because all the cells were at a, at a loss. I was like, okay, what did I check that did that? Um, so you, but you can do all this back testing to make sure before you hit that go live button, that you're not just going to lose all your funds. Mike, I threw your affiliate link uh, in the chat. I'll throw it in the show notes. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Neil, that. the, that'll be in the, in the show notes. Um, what is that? What, what's, what's the affiliate uh, thing do? Like what did, is there in the affiliate relationship, you know, like if you go to the average guy.tv slash Coinbase and you sign up for an account, you get 10, I get 10 after your first hundred dollar trade. What does this do? Do you know? That is a great question. Um, I don't know the answer to that. All right. Well, 
Give it a try. It can't hurt you. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I, don't, I don't know if <laughs> there like is honestly a, a benefit to them actually. Okay. Because I use someone else's okay. and I didn't. I don't remember having a, a benefit to it besides just supporting mm. me. So if you guys want to, yeah. if you're going to use it anyway, you can click on that link and uh, and uh, it helps helps me out mm. a little bit. And then you can refer your friends as well. But I'm not doing it because of that. Um, if you mm. if you're going to use it, you might as well. I just thought that we have not talked about bots in crypto, yeah. Jim. Uh, it's not something that you and I have really discussed. Mm-hmm. And we also have not discussed trading crypto in terms of using an actual strategy and signals and what do you want to do, right? Yeah. And like, I'm gonna, I kind of want to build a downside strategy too that I could run during a bear market. Uh, I think that'd be kind of fun. So actually, yeah. I was going to go up and sit with my investment guys at work. And be like, all right, let's nerd out for a little bit and build a downside crypto <laughs> strategy uh, and, and then backtest it and see how it works. That's the kind of nerdy stuff we do at work just for fun. Um, but you know, that's, it's fun. And it's something we hadn't talked about before. So Mike, how, how much do you diversify with this? Like I said, I, I'm nowhere near the capacity you are with cryptocurrency and so forth. I mean, is it something like a, a decent strategy to diversify many different coins or just stick with only a couple of coins as far as buying and selling? So that's a, that's a really good question. And I think my philosophy on this actually changed when I really dove into the bot. So if I was just talking to, you know, my dad or someone who just wanted just getting started and say, Hey, what should I do? You know, I would say start with like the three majors, even just the two majors, right? Bitcoin, Ethereum, maybe add in Litecoin in there. And if, and like that, consider that your main portion. If you want to have fun with some of the other alts, like that's totally fine. But as far as like just the most solid advice is I would say, just stick with the mains. However, Right. So what this what this bot is doing is um, so I actually I have I'm utilizing every single coin that Binance can do when I'm using Bitcoin as a as a main coin. So there's nine coins that Binance has a market for because there's these markets, right? BTC to Ethereum, Bitcoin to this, Bitcoin to Mm -hmm. that. Binance just has nine of these. If I was using something like Tether, I'd have a ton more options. Um, So I told it to use all nine. So whenever any of those nine coins, the whenever that strategy says, "Hey, it's a good time to buy one of these coins," it mm-hmm. takes it takes my Bitcoin and goes and buys that coin, mm-hmm. and then when it goes up a certain percent, it sells it and brings it back to Bitcoin. So right. they can be really useful for like short term stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the long term, it's just kind of what you want to do and kind of your risk appetite, right? Because right. are any of those going to succeed in the future? Big question mark. But it's also a big question mark of whether the big ones are going to too. Now, I think that question mark is pretty minimal. I think it's pretty clear that that crypto in general is here to stay. It's just which coins are going to win out. So yet that kind of depends on on what you're going to do with it. But I say Mm -hmm. that in my opinion right now, and this is not financial advice, but if I had money to throw at something, I would put it all on Ethereum and just sit back and relax and don't check it every day. Just check it every few days. Let Mm -hmm. it ride. Ethereum is my favorite right now. Now, uh, when you buy and selling with these bots and so forth, normally when you do stocks and so forth, there's a charge to do that. You know, yeah, and there is and for this as well. Is it how much is it? Is it or does it vary based upon how much you're purchasing and selling? It does. So usually you're talking about a tenth of a percent um, in fees on Binance. Sometimes they're a lot higher, uh, but on Binance they're they're about a tenth of a percent. So, so it's based upon a coin, in other words, uh, as far as what you're trading. It depends yeah. on I see. So if it's like uh, Bitcoin, what would be the cost? So it's whatever. It's a it's a tenth of a percent of the total Bitcoin that you traded. So if you were doing U.S. dollars to Bitcoin right now, mm-hmm. Bitcoin is sitting at sixty two thousand dollars eighty eight hundred thirty sixty two thousand eight thirty. So if you bought one whole Bitcoin, yeah. you would pay sixty two thousand eight thirty. But you'd pay a little bit on top of that. You'd pay a tenth of a tenth of that tenth of a percent right. of that on top as a fee. Gotcha. Um, yep. 
Yeah. And so the fees is something you do have to be careful about when you get the bots, um, just to make sure that your minimums. So make sure your minimums, you're not just, cause if you're only going into a bot with like a hundred dollars, that might not be the best idea because you're going to get swallowed up in fees, right? Cause yeah. you're not going to be making enough to make that make a dent. Um, right. one tip on that is if you're using Binance, buy some BNB, that's the Binance token, because uh, if you're using, if you have some BNB in your account on Binance, it'll actually use that to pay fees, and they give you a discount if you're using that coin to pay fees. And it's a pretty, it's like a 25% discount um, on your overall fee. So a little little tip there, especially if you're doing this high volume stuff. So I just load it up. I put like a hundred bucks worth of BNB in there that it can use for I don't know how long it's going to last me, uh, but it'll use that for the fees instead of taking it out from from everywhere else. Well, we'll expect a report next week from you when you're out of it. And yeah. what yeah. <laughs> when I'm out of yeah, when I've when I fully pulled everything out. Yeah. When the market yeah. crashed and I'm poor again. It'll peak it'll I'll, peak on I'll, Sunday. I'm, I'm crypto poor. You'll peak on Sunday and then by Thursday you'll be like, that was the dumbest thing. I don't know why anybody would do that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. Well, just. you know, it's it's kind of Jim, that's the funny part. It, it's kind of the opposite for me, right? Because I am so up and down with crypto that this just okay this is a steady strategy that's going to do it and we know the math behind it and it's just going to do it every day all day 24 7 and i don't have to be the one making these emotional decisions anymore yeah. on my highs and my lows we all know how i am uh so it's just trust it just, yeah. just let it ride well and my strategy has been the best decision i ever made was decisions i didn't make and it's actually paid off really well <laughs> like yeah, right? i haven't really done anything and it's because I didn't sell in the past. It's, you know, I've, it's done a lot. So you kind of, you're like, well, shoot, I, you know, that's not a bad strategy. It's just kind of sit, kind of sit and wait. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. to have some in Bitcoin, to have some in Ethereum, I've got some Tezos, some others that, you know, and you're like, oh, I just, I'm going to do nothing. So that can work. Yeah, it depends, but that can work uh, as well for you in in some cases. So, cool. Well, uh, Mike, what's the what's the name of the site again? Crypto Crypto Hopper, Hopper, Hopper. Yep. or try out three commas. They're they're both really good. Uh, I really I think they're there's very uh, limited difference between the two, but you might find some. There's some good comparisons out there on Google that if you're using a certain exchange or if you're doing something a certain way, you might like one over the other. Other one quick thing I'll mention too is there are actually some self-hosted options. We were talking about simplifying technology, and at first I thought, "Ooh, what I want is a Docker container running on my Unraid server." <laughs> that's you know a crypto bot. Wouldn't that be cool? I'm like, "No, Mike. We just talked about this. We're not adding anything more, any more complexity." And when my internet goes down, I don't want my bot going down. Yeah. Uh, so, so both of those options, three commas and Crypto Hopper, are fully cloud-based, up twenty-four-seven. Uh, but there are, if it, if it is something you want to do, you can self-host some, not these two options, but other uh, programs that will do the same. Now, one thing I don't understand, Mike, is that we were talking earlier about going to Vegas and not having a good time. You know, but I'm trying to see the correlation. If you gamble, aren't you kind of doing that right here with the cryptocurrency gambling? Yeah. But with a scientific oh, approach? And and the reason I don't like Vegas is because I love gambling. (laughs) So it is not a good place for me to go because I, uh, I probably, I don't know if I should admit that that publicly, but I, I love it. Like I don't do it very often, but man, do I enjoy it. Um, so, you know, so crypto kind of scratches that itch for me a little bit, which is lucky because it's it's illegal in Nebraska. So we have to head over to Iowa if we want to gamble anyway. Uh, so it saves me about a 45 minute drive, uh, over to Iowa. (laughs) 
Well, it looks it looks super interesting. I, I don't. It looks like it something I would obsess about, and so I'm. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna pass on this one. But I have been, of course, been watching the markets. I've had a ton of fun. Uh, Ken and I have been doing this Chia, which is a hard drive, a hard drive based uh, crypto, and they've got Mike. I, I thought the burst stuff got out of control. You know, back when we were doing burst coin, and yeah. Right. That thing had about, I don't know, a dozen forks, right? That when they when they fork the software and basically make it a new thing out of the old. This one's got, I think, fifty. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's a lot. And are there I, followings on all the different all, forks? Yeah, yeah. And it's just it's out of control. It's wow. just out of control. So I, it's I'm I think I am I think I've got oh I think I have you know sixteen or seventeen of them running because you just don't know. They all use the same hard drive plots. So it's not like you have to replot everything. That's what takes all the time and energy and such. The running the miners doesn't take their, or the, I'm sorry, running the farmers doesn't take, cause they farm. They don't mine, they farm. Um, uh, it doesn't take the energy, uh, or at least as much as, as the plotting does. So I'll admit that's, it's my, you know, you're messing with the bots. I'm messing with these forks. It's something, you know, I come home, check discord. Is there a new one? You know, who's doing what, who's going to survive. It is a big game of survivor, right? Who's going to survive. And will yeah. any of these actually be worth anything? You right. know, and, and, you know, you get like, Oh, you walk away. Oh, I've got a couple hundred of this. And you think, well, it's not, it's worth, it's not, it's not even worth a nickel. Well, we said the same thing about Bitcoin, you know, mm. like at 264, we turned it down. You and me, uh-huh. we, right? Publicly. <laughs> it's yeah. on record. You guys can go back yeah. and watch that episode. <laughs> $264, we turned it down. And uh, man, I'm kicking myself for that every day. So we should, super we cool. need like super a running cool. calculator, Jim, on the website. No, no, of I like did. if you and I had put in $100 at that time, what, what, you know, like, you know, that'd what be depressing, Mike. Worth? <laughs> well, listen, Edward had talked me into $50 a month for a year, like just dollar cost average, go down to the ATM and buy $50 worth. Cause remember they had that ATM down at, at, uh, Jones brothers cupcakes down in the old, in the, um, Exarman. And he had me talked into it. And I, then I was like, I, I'm, I'm not going to give away $50 a month. Like, yeah, I could be buying internet stuff with that. Yeah. Or buying cigars. That could be that. Well, it wasn't smoking in those days, but yeah. but I could have been lighting a few well, candles. The easy math is if we had bought one for $264, we'd have $62,000 right now. I know. So that's, that's the I know. easy math. That is the easy math. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. If we had bought, oh, yeah. you know, 2000 oh. worth about, we'd have, you know, know, 600 and some odd thousand dollars. I know. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Isn't that, I know this is crazy. crazy. Someone asked at work asked me this. They're like, "Do you have like a bunch of regrets?" I told them all the times I've sold and I've bought and I've sold and I bought. Like, I'm like, no, you can't. Like, no. Like, no do you guys, can't. you know, you can't think back on that and be like, "Oh man," and kick self and yeah. no, you, you gotta can't. enjoy it. You can't. You just gotta. You just kind of go with it. Well, super cool, Ed. Thanks for coming out tonight and hanging out with us. You. For folks who don't know, um, Ed's a longtime listener, came out to the meetups. Like oh, yeah. a lot of the guys that were at the meetups know you. And oh, yeah. uh, and so thanks for hanging out. Why why do you hang out? Why do you keep hanging out around the community? What what I mean, the, these kind of shenanigans, I think by now you would have been like, ah, I'm giving up on these guys. Why do you keep why do you stay with us? I, I'll be honest with you. I, 
to me, it just refreshes my enthusiasm for the technology. Because you guys talk about different topics. Yeah. Like, for example, like uh, another podcast I listened to, uh, a cigar podcast you were on there, Jim. And I was, I forgot the name of the podcast off the top of my Cigar head. Authority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were on there, man. I was super jealous when you were on over there, you know, <laughs> you know, having a podcast and having a cigar at the same time. It was, you know, it's but, pretty great. But you guys talk about different technologies, just yeah. not computers, but different types. I like the ones to a cigar authority when you had the episode about uh, uh, technology and cigars. Yeah. And you had the, I well, the you said you liked, on. you liked the episode with John too. We had John yeah. Aidlock on. Yeah. And, you know, talking about biking, he said you enjoyed that. Yeah. I think maybe I should, you know, rebrand this show, you know, Home Gadget Geeks, uh, like lifestyle tech or yeah. friendly lifestyle tech. Because that's really what we do. Like we don't yeah. we don't review anything. We don't dive no. deep in. I mean, Mike, the, what you just did is the closest thing right. <laughs> that we'd ever do to a review. But Jim, I'll go yeah. back to I'll go back to the uh, an old wise saying that I've used uh, in working in technology for over twenty five years. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, no, no. it's I been know. working for you because when y'all come out with your podcasts, no matter what I'm listening to, I'll stop listening to it and I listen to you guys. Nice, thank you. Huh? Thanks for doing that. Well, uh, it's it. I always wonder. There's there's some weeks I'm like, why? You know what rubbish? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? It's, we just Mike and I are just having a good time. And yeah. uh, and it's fun. Um, next, I still use that Nvidia Shield every day. By the way, hey, uh, you're, uh, hey. every day it's the one actually in our bedroom. It, it gets the most use. That thing's awesome. Oh, that's right. I still I'm, love it. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, and you, you started know, my it, addiction to those. I now have three Nvidia Shields because I just uh, love them. They're just they're rock stars for me. I know. I felt my ears burning. Your wife's probably looking at me, giving me the stink eye. You know? <laughs> no, yeah, she loves them too. She loves the remote. She's like, this is the yeah. best remote of any star. It's, it's the because tr- the new Triangle one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I upgraded to one of those, and she's like, this is the best remote of anything. So that's why she loves them. Oh great! Yeah, and you can you can ping remote. the remote from your app on your phone because we always lose oh, the remote. Yeah, She's like, yeah. these just they're just there's little things that just make a device. Well, device I'm glad it worked out for you, Mike. Yeah, now, I appreciate. It. Thank more you. We're happy to help you out with that. Well, next week John Maddox is on with us from Channels, and we're going to catch up with him on all the things that are going on with mm-hmm. Channels. I this weekend finally moved Channels off of my Nvidia Shield right. and back on to a Windows box. It was oh, really? just, it kept, yeah, on the shield, it just kept stopping. And I have to, you know, I'd miss recordings. You can't, listen, you can't have a DVR for the wife and have it missing recordings. Mm-hmm. It just, and I couldn't, for whatever reason, I could not figure it out. I didn't want to spend a ton of time. I knew it worked well on Windows. So I moved it over, put it on the NVMe storage. It's awesome. It's fast. It works great. So we'll catch up with John next week. Uh, what's going on at channels and some of those, you know, just kind of, Update. He was. He's kind of a gadget geek himself, so he'll be on. Ed, uh, again, thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Couple reminders on our way out. Um, uh, don't forget. Um, and I, I forgot to ask you when you set up your website. Hopefully, use Maple Grove Partners. But if you didn't, that's okay too. Maple Grove Partners get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. Of course, you know that's Christian. You can get plans as little as ten dollars an hour. By the way, Ed, if you didn't use them, and that's okay if you didn't. Yeah. And the service that you did use lets you down, you know, to go back to Maple Grove Partners. They'll, Christian will pull that thing in and host it. It'll be awesome. You'll, he'll, he'll take care of you over there. When are you guys going to do the, uh, what's it, the, uh, with Christian, the podcast you guys do together there? Cyber Frontiers? Cyber yeah, Frontiers. Yeah, yeah. When's another one? I, I've I been following Cyber Frontiers for years, ever since Christian was in high school. I know. I need to get, I got to get it on a schedule. That's the only thing. I, I just, know. I got to get, I will, I will. 
We're, um, I'm working on some some new branding for Home Gadget yeah, Geeks, and we'll, yeah. we'll get we'll get Cyber Frontiers fired up. So, cool. um, so good stuff. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. Yeah, we always appreciate it. I always love hearing from you guys. You can send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv if you want to do it. Follow me on Twitter at Jay Collison. Mike is at Uyghur Tech. Uh, we'd love to hear from you that way as well. And uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, thanks for coming out. If you're listening live, we probably won't do much of a post show, but you never know. With that, we'll say goodbye.